Hello, and thank you for downloading this programme from Starry Decisis Radio, where we discuss all the judgments of the United Kingdom Supreme Court. My name is Mark Tottenham. In today's show, we discuss a case in which the UK courts issued a freezing order over the assets of a man who owed a total sum of four billion US dollars to a bank in Kazakhstan. He then obtained a loan facility from companies in the British Virgin Islands for ten million pounds. Was the loan facility an asset covered by the freezing order? The case is called JSC BTA Bank versus Abliazov, and it was decided on the twenty-first of October, twenty fifteen. Citation is 2015 UKSC 64, and the unanimous decision of the court was delivered by Lord Clark. The respondent in this case, Mr. Abyazov, had been the chairman and majority shareholder in the applicant bank in Kazakhstan. It seems by way of background that he may have misappropriated sums to the value of over 10 billion US dollars. In 2009, the bank applied for and obtained a freezing order over Mr. Abyazov's assets to the value of $4 billion. This meant that he was unable to deal with any of his assets held in England and Wales. It seems that such freezing orders are issued in a standard form. A particular issue in this case was paragraph 5 of the order, which read as follows, open quotation. Paragraph 4 applies to all the respondents' assets, whether or not they are in their own name, and whether they are solely or jointly owned, and whether or not the respondent asserts a beneficial interest in them. For the purpose of this order, the respondent's assets include any asset which they have power directly or indirectly to dispose of or deal with as if it were their own. The respondents are to be regarded as having such a power if a third party holds or controls the assets in accordance with their direct or indirect instructions. End of quotation. In 2009 and 2010, Mr. Abyazov obtained loan agreements with companies based in the British Virgin Islands to the value of £10 million. The applicant bank applied to the courts for an order that the loan facilities arising from the agreements were an asset as described by the terms of the freezing order. In normal circumstances, of course, borrowed money is not an asset but a liability. It would appear as an asset on the books of the lender rather than the borrower. In the High Court, it was held that the loan facility was not covered by the freezing order, and this view was upheld by the Court of Appeal. The bank appealed to the Supreme Court, where three issues were considered by the court. The first was whether the respondent's right to draw down loans was an asset within the meaning of the freezing order. The second was whether the exercise of right by the directing bank to pay the sum to a third party constituted disposing of or dealing with or diminishing the value of the asset. And the third question, and this is the most important one, was whether the proceeds of loan agreements were assets within the definitions of the freezing order. Lord Clark agreed with the Court of Appeal in relation to the first two questions, and he relied on the doctrine of stare decisis in doing so. He said, open quotation, None of the cases relied upon by the bank seems to me to support its case insofar as it relies upon the standard form of the freezing order. The authorities do not support the proposition that the respondent's right to draw down the loans was an asset within the meaning of the freezing orders as originally drafted. While it would be open to this court to reverse those decisions, I do not think that it would be appropriate to do so. They have stood for many years and have been accepted both by the courts and the legal writers. Clarity is important, and so is certainty in the context of penal orders. End of quotation.
On the third issue, whether the monies drawn down were an asset, he took a different view, and he relied on paragraph 5 of the Standard Order, which I read out earlier, and said the following, open quotation, I have, however, reached a different conclusion on issue 3. I would hold that the proceeds of the loan agreement were assets within the meaning of the extended definition in paragraph 5 of the freezing order in this case, and would allow the appeal on this ground. The whole focus of the second and third sentences of the paragraph is the respondent's power to deal with the lender's assets as if they were his own. It follows that the focus of the second sentence of paragraph 5 is not on assets which the respondent owns, whether legally or beneficially, but on assets which he does not own but which he has power to dispose of or deal with as if he did. Further, as I see it, the fact that he incurs a liability at some stage to reimburse the lender is immaterial. Finally, I do not read the last sentence of paragraph 5 as a restriction on the scope of the second sentence. End of quotation. Accordingly, any money drawn down by Mr. Abyazov pursuant to his loan facilities was deemed to be an asset and was therefore frozen under the terms of the freezing order. A number of issues arose in the judgment that would need more time to discuss in full. One is that the purpose of such orders was to prevent the respondent dissipating assets, not to provide security to a judgment creditor. Another issue was the creative ways that people might go to to circumvent the terms of such a freezing order. When somebody appears to have billions of dollars at their disposal, they are in a position to play ducks and drakes with the authorities in several jurisdictions, and it is not difficult to move assets around. The terms of freezing orders need to be drawn up in such a way as to prevent this from occurring. Thank you very much for listening to this programme. If you have any comments, please see the Starry Decisis Radio Facebook page or Twitter account. And if you have enjoyed this programme, please tell your friends and colleagues about Starry Decisis Radio.